Hi there, this is Johnny Ganache. And it's Sir John. Blue Skywalker. And the Manster. And we're the team here at Pint O Comics, a wonderful podcast and radio show. And you are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 217 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello, everybody. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. It's good to be back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we've got some nerdy news. We've got a listener question. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Venom. And the Venom hype train pulls into the station um, or sputters into the station. I guess we'll see. But before we get into all that, how is everybody doing, Mark? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm at the end. Today was my last day of working at the Big E, which is a state fair uh, here in Massachusetts, uh, covering about uh, most of New England. And uh, I finished up. Uh, and made it here, made it here to record the show, and I am really tired. I'm glad I made it through. I had a lot of stuff to accomplish this week, and believe it or not, I actually pulled it off. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? Uh, that, that that sums it up. Then, yeah. It? <laughs> that, that's that's about it. Yep. That's good. <laughs> Great. Great. I am uh, getting ready for, uh, well, as you, when you're listening to this, I'll probably already be there, but getting ready to go to New York Comic Con this week coming up. <sighs> it's, it's expensive. Um, and I, I don't know when I'm going to have time because I have to work uh, Monday into Tuesday and Tuesday into Wednesday, and then we're leaving Wednesday. Oh, so Jesus. I don't know when I'm going to have time to like get anything together. And I don't know. I've, I've found out a few uh cosplayers that i like are going to be there and i'm really excited so and, and by really excited you mean really excited to stand in line and hopefully get a picture with them yeah hopefully i don't think it'll be too <laughs> bad but there's some comic creators i want but i just don't have the time or patience right now to dig through long boxes to look for stuff for them to sign so yeah i don't know i'd almost rather just buy a print at their table or something but We'll see. We're not going as press, so there's no pressure to like, oh, let's check out all these panels and let's uh, take a bunch of pictures. And, and you know, I'm just going to walk around and relax and check it out <laughs> and hopefully eat Brontosaurus ribs at some point. <laughs> Wait, you're from that barbecue place that you were talking about before? Yep. Oh, shit. I'm jealous now. Yeah. I forget what it's. I think it's called Mighty Quinn's Barbecue. I saw it on the Food Network, and they have gigantic barbecue ribs. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been hoping and praying to go to New York for some reason for like two years. 
to eat there. So this is this is exciting. It's a nice. very exciting time. But enough about me. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners out there where they can find more So Wizard podcast? Sure. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You'll also find movie reviews from yours truly every once in a while. Uh, you'll find Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and you will be helping out our little show here. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play, and you can also stream us through Spotify. Uh, you can also find our show along with some other fantastic podcasts on a nerdpodcastmafia.com website. Uh, this week's K-Pop Jam is brought to you by Tiffany Young, former member of Girls' Generation. And this one is called teach you back to you joey on the street gave him the keys to your car took all your stuff i packed it up and left it out in the road i used to love you now i'm busy pouring bleach on your clothes super super boy should have stuck with and i have lots of hidden potential <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I'll uh, just want to talk a little bit with you guys. Uh, as you're listening to this, we're going to be launching our Patreon page in about three hours as we're recording this. And it'll have been up for a few days by the time you hear this. So uh, get on over to patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can pledge some money towards the show. We have $1. $3 tiers, I'll get you an extra episode every month at the $3 tier. And the $1 tier gets you shout-outs on the show and access to our secret, secret Facebook community where you can help us shape the show and interact with the three of us on a more intimate basis. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that doesn't sound quite right. Can't, right, right, can't put right. put my finger I, on it. And Mark it's will be. It's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, Mark will be uh, mailing out his boudoir Polaroids <laughs> as part of our Patreon. Uh, but uh, as part of our listener questions that we have, to, I just want to. I got a bunch of the same questions about this because we've been talking a little bit about Patreon each week, and this is going to be the only time we're really going to like talk about it for like a long period of time in the show. If you want to sign up for it, it'll be fantastic, and if you don't. The show will still be free every single week. It's not going to change. Nothing is happening any different. If you don't want to sign up, then you don't have to. And you'll still get our show for free every week like you already do. Um, if you want, it's cool to monetarily support us a little bit. Helps us get better equipment. Helps us afford to go to some different cons. And honestly, to pay for hosting the show every year because... It always seems I know it's the same time every year I have to pay for Podbean, but it always seems to sneak up on us for some reason. So it'd be great if you want to do that. If you can't, you can't. It's fine. The show will still be here every week. And, you know, maybe you just want to help us out as a one time thing. You can always go to our website and click on that big orange A 
and buy some when you're buying something through Amazon, you're going to buy anyway. And it gets us a little bit of money, too. So, but yeah, it's going to launch in a couple hours and we're looking forward to doing some cool extra episodes and talking to people online. So check it out. Patreon.com backslash. So wizard podcast. Now that we've got that out of the way, Mark Ellis, yes. it's time for the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, a few things I wanted to talk about. It hasn't been uh, like a really big news week, but uh, there's definitely some topics that I wanted to run by you guys, uh, starting with... I've been waiting for this one. Uh, oh boy. Last week, we were talking about the rumors, the casting rumors for the Birds of Prey movie that was going to be coming out. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was rumored to be playing the Huntress, and Journey uh, Smollett-Bell was rumored Journey to... Journey to the Center of the Earth 2, <laughs> starring The Rock. It was rumored to play Black Canary. Uh, and it looks like those casting rumors actually came true. So now that that's official, we're still waiting on word for um, the uh, police officer uh, Montoya and uh, Cassandra Kane, uh, aka the, the one of the badass Batgirls. Still waiting for their casting, but we have two official in the chamber ready to go. Joey, how do you feel about your girl, Soft Six, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is actually going to be the Huntress? That's trash. I'm <laughs> not happy at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm relishing in this. I love it. I love You're it. relishing in it. I just, I'm not feeling it, man. I just don't look at her and think uh, Sicilian slash Italian uh, mob boss's daughter who dresses up in a unitard and fights crime. I understand that. But she was so good in Tent Cloverfield Lane. That I'm down for it. I'm totally down for it. We're gonna eschew Scott Pilgrim for for right now, but just her performance in Ten Cloverfield that gets her comic book cred, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm ready for it. Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about these casting rumors actually coming true? Uh, like last week, I don't, I don't really know any of them, so I don't really care. Yeah, Aubrey, you didn't see Ten Cloverfield Lane, did you? Nope. Uh, I didn't think so. What about Scott serious? Pilgrim? Yeah, I didn't see it. No. Right. What was the other one? Scott Pilgrim. Um, I saw part of it, but I did not finish it. Okay, that's all right. So, you know, since you haven't seen 10 Clover- Cloverfield Lane, you know what that means, right, Aubrey? Oh, man. <laughs> you just made the list! <laughs> Joey added to the list. I'm adding it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so I'm psyched for this. I, I can't wait. I'm very happy. What about Black Canary? Why is Black Canary black? Yeah, uh, still She's not Black it's, Panther. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> or Black Lightning or Black Goliath. Don't tell DC that. All right, just let them just just let them do what they're gonna do. I say any excuse for more cute black girls at comic book conventions dressed up as Black Canary characters. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm That's so a very self-serving uh, <laughs> water in the movie. I will say somebody photoshopped a picture of her into a Black Canary mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah. And it looked fine. Right? It so looked- if they can hit that look, 
That'll work. Which means, of course, that they won't. We've already seen what happened no. at the Starfire. The st- <laughs> we don't want to relive the Starfire incident. From, and, uh, and of course, in, in pure DCEU, they had to cast a white person in the role of the Huntress, who's more of a like olive, darker skinned uh, Italian girl. Right. And then the darker skinned girl <laughs> as the white person. <laughs> it's all about. I'm going to I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's all about diversity. Once you put all of the characters on screen, it's going to look you're going to see the the diversity in the cast. I so look I'm forward gonna, to Danny DeVito as uh as Commissioner <laughs> Gordon. Kane. <laughs> He's short enough, he could pull it off. Uh, no, dude, well, I'm not going to say diversity that. is our strength. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I've been waiting all week to ask you about that. All right. So, oh so, uh, so next, uh, we had a couple of trailers drop uh, this week. Let's talk about Fox's Dark Phoenix trailer. Uh, they dropped it out of nowhere. Are they going to cast an uh, African American woman as Phoenix because she's <laughs> <The> dark? dark. <laughs> <laughs> Does Joaquin Phoenix have a sister? They could just cast her. <laughs> she's a Phoenix, right? That counts. All right, so uh, the trailer dropped, and it came out with a release date, Feb- February 14th. Ooh. Well, let's just take it one step at a time. There's a trailer. <laughs> so we we got the trailer, we got the release date, and then the day after the trailer dropped, they said, whoops, uh, it's actually not coming out in February. It's coming out in June. So they're putting it into the prime fighting arena. What did you guys think of the trailer? Let's start with Aubrey. You know, I actually didn't mind it. Ooh, that's, that's yeah. surprising. I, it's because I love Dark Phoenix so much. You know, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't hate it, but I mean, it was it wasn't fantastic. I'm not saying I'm not saying it like blew me away. I guess I'm just kind of cautiously pessimistic mm-hmm. because I'm so hopeful that it's going to be good, and this is the first trailer of many, so. We'll see. All right, Joey, what about you, man? What did you think of the trailer? So you loved it, basically. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was terrible. Uh, yeah, it looked really, really samey. Like, I felt like I had already seen the movie 15 times, but I haven't seen the movie at all. Does that make any sense? Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's like, it, it just, it looks like fo- a Fox X-Men movie, which I guess is fine. I mean, but it, it has that look and I can't really describe that in words to you, but I, I hope you guys understand what I mean. Right. Like there's <laughs> barely any money behind it, even though you can clearly see special effects. Right. Yeah. Right. So it looks like a Fox X-Men movie and it's just like, oh, Magneto's back and <laughs> It's like, here's uh, Sansa Stark, like, all bloated looking and walking through the fucking movie. (laughs) Come on. It's very DCEU. It's like, oh, my God, isn't it terrible that Phoenix has become evil? But it's like, who fucking cares? She had, like, five lines in the last (laughs) movie, and that was the only time we even saw her. Wait, did they only make, they did, isn't this the third one? Yeah, but she was only in the second one. Oh, no. She was only in Apocalypse. Oh, my God, dude. My sense of the timeline is, like, all screwed up. <laughs> Jesus don't, Christ. Don't try to think too hard about <laughs> Fox X-Men timeline or your head will explode. 
yeah. So as I'm watching the trailer, I I'm like, man, I feel like I've seen this movie already. Like I feel like it's it's so much like X Men Three. I mean, well, hopefully, we won't have like poignant scenes like in X Men Apocalypse when uh, they go to Auschwitz and hang out with a ninja in a bikini. <laughs> It really hit me in the feels. <laughs> Olivia Munn in a one-piece bathing suit is hanging out at Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie that I I liked, and I'm afraid to watch it again because I'm I, <laughs> I I I feel like the air is going to be let out of the balloon if I watch it again. So I'm just going to yeah, keep it in this nice place. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, it's it's X Men. I like the fact that they have those cool suits. They kind of look like old school. And I like that it's a new director, and I like that Jessica Chastain is in it because she's a pretty dope actress. So I'm hoping for the best. And the fact that they moved it from uh, February out to June, like in a in a meet of the summer, that that kind of bodes well, I think. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I will. Be uh, they had to do that because they had to move Alita: Battle Angel to February, which was when the, they moved it to the date that X Men was coming out. Yes, that's that's true. But I don't kill this for me, Joy. All right, <laughs> I'm trying to give this movie all the benefit of the doubt. I'll wait till we are reviewing it, but I plan on killing it. <laughs> right. It doesn't look good. Even Magneto in the trailer is like, "Oh, we're doing this again." <laughs> it's like, I've seen this movie before, Charles. You make a speech and everything goes wrong. I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is like sleepwalking through it too, though. Just look at her face. She looks so annoyed to be Mystique at this point. Mm -hmm. You're right. I I honestly forgot that she was in the trailer until you just said that. (laughs) That's such, that's so Fox X-Men to have that kind of like 2001 casting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we have to get a big name actress to be the movie like no you don't you don't need jennifer lawrence standing around looking bored out of her mind in any more of these movies please hello star wars one mm. one through three well, let's Newton look at natalie portman proud. well natalie portman was okay in the first one but two and three she just kind of was annoyed with being there oh i liked her in three you're breaking my heart anakin i was I just it. gonna say anakin <laughs> oh, you're God. breaking my heart all right, so yeah, so we're gonna hold off judgment. We got we got a little bit longer to wait for X Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, as far as X Men New Mutants, who knows? Maybe it's coming out 2019, maybe 2020. Nobody has any fucking idea. They're gonna be old mutants by the time that comes out. <laughs> the new new mutants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so Joey, as you mentioned before, uh, Alita Battle Angel got moved from. December of this year up to February. I feel so bad for that movie. <laughs> it's going to work. Robert Rodriguez, it's going to work. I it's thought the last trailer was really cool. Yep. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be like a neutron <laughs> bomb. <laughs> that movie is going to make, let's see, there's three of us. And Aubrey, do you usually go to the movies for matinees? Um, I try to. It really just depends. Okay, so we get $10 from Mark's movie pass. <laughs> Me and Aubrey are contributing $12 combined. That gives Alita Battle Angel a box office gross of $22. <laughs> All right, well, James Cameron's name is attached to it, so I'm thinking that's going to bring in a few more butts. Maybe. 
But it is coming out in February, and because it moved from January to February, I'm sorry, it moved from December to February, that means in December, Fox is giving us a new Deadpool movie. <gasps> Surprise. Deadpool 2 is coming back in the theaters, but this time it's uh, a PG-13 version, and it's going to be very reminiscent of The Princess Bride. Ryan Reynolds released a picture of what? him. Ryan Reynolds released a picture of him reading a storybook to Fred Savage in bed. I like 2018 Fred Savage. Uh, so so would you guys go see Deadpool 2, the PG-13 version, back in the theaters? Uh, Aubrey. No. <laughs> Why? Why is that even a thing? Fox needs to make some money for this December. I don't know. Deadpool is a popular character, and this is a version you can bring the kids to? No. Yeah, it seemed kind of weird to me too. Joey, what what about you? Um, well, this the, there's <laughs> I have two feelings. One of me wants to believe that they thought of this really cool, funny idea because there's a hole in the schedule now, and why not right. do something wacky and fun? And then the cynic in me is like, oh, well, actually, they can't release Deadpool two rated R in China because of the violence, so they just did this as a way to try to release it over there and make more money. Oh my God, is that true? It is true that Deadpool <laughs> one and two have not were not released in China because of violence. Wow, that's amazing! All right, you kind of have to give it to Fox for thinking of that, though. But I don't know. It, it seems like something like I would watch as like if I bought Deadpool two on Blu-ray yep. and this was on like disc two. Right, I might watch it once and like see if it was funny. Mm-hmm. Like it also depends on what they're going to do with it. If if they filmed like five minutes of extra scene with him and Fred Savage. And then they just cut the movie. Yep. I I don't want to watch that. I mean, if they went back and like had him redo lines and stuff and make references to (laughs) scenes being missing, like put some extra work into it. So it's actually funny Mm -hmm. as being rated R. Like it might be cool to like laugh at and see once or twice, but I don't think I would go to the movie theater to see that. Dude, does Fox understand how much money it costs to go to the fucking movie theater? (laughs) Do you know how much money it cost me to take myself and two children to the movie theater to see these movies? It's like a seventy to a hundred dollar trip every time the three of us go to the movies. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll skip a movie we've already seen. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. I think this is something that I would expect to be on like disc two of the DVD. But Ryan Reynolds uh, is someone who does go above and beyond when it comes to promoting stuff. So I'm going to go check it out in the theaters just to see what's, what it's all about. Uh, I agree. I think it is going to be five minutes of him and Fred Savage, the same movie we've already seen, you know, redoing his dialogue is going to be nothing because he's wearing a mask most of the time. Uh, So, uh, you know, hopefully it'd be funnier uh, or hopefully it'd be as funny as the rated R version, but you know, I'll definitely go check it out because I like Ryan Reynolds. I believe in him. Uh, I believe in him too, but I think it's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't been done before. I don't think anyone's have tried something like this before. Can you? <laughs> um, what if this is like a new trend? What if they start re-releasing like R-rated movies, but with PG-13 versions, like you know, RoboCop and the first yeah, Predator? I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't know. What if we took PG-13 movies and re-edited them to be R-rated? Yeah, there you go. You can get some I, like I Zoe Saldana nudity in like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> I wouldn't don't say stuff like that out loud, dude. I was I feel like the, the internet's like working on it right now. I just put it out there into the universe, didn't I? <laughs> oh man. All right. So um and then in the last bit of Fox 
superhero news. Gambit has a date for. <laughs> I know. I could, that's the joke, right? <laughs> I could barely make it. I could barely make it through that without laughing. Uh, Gambit is coming out in 2020. It's been it's been stated. It did have a release date, but because they shift everything around, Gambit doesn't have the same date anymore. They don't have an official one now, but it is coming out in 2020, and um, it's supposed to be a romantic comedy. The producer kind of joked that. I don't believe it, or uh, let's just say I'll believe it when I see it. What, what do you guys think, think the odds are that we actually get a Gambit movie in 2020? You know what? I hope we don't get a Gambit movie if it's really going to be a romantic comedy. Because whose idea was that, honestly? I hope that person gets fired. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Joey, what about you? What do you think the odds are we're actually going to get this movie? I think the odds are pretty good because, and the the only reason I think of the odds being good is that part of the Disney deal with Fox is that any movie that's physically in production or finished they'll release it. Okay. So if they can get Gambit even just starting to film before the deal closes, it'll get finished and released. So everyone working on it will get paid. Right. <laughs> so I think that they're trying to push it through to get it done so they can just release it no matter what. They don't give a fuck mm-hmm. how stupid or bad it's going to be. They just want to get working on it. So. so right now there's people building sets for a Gambit movie. That hopefully will come out in 2020. There's still no director. No one's. <laughs> no, no one's <laughs> need a director, director for. Come on. Who, where's Louis Leterrier? <laughs> it's like turn the camera on and point it at the actors. Done. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure they can ra- wrangle someone up to direct it with short notice. <laughs> now calling Ron Howard. <laughs> I just I can't imagine this being good in any way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, the day when I sit down in the theater and watch a quote unquote Gambit movie, I will be stunned. I'll be stunned. I'll pay full. I'll pay full price, like Saturday night, full price if Gambit actually makes it into the theaters. It's never gonna happen. Don't don't say that. You may have to. <laughs> well, you're going to have to go see it anyway. But <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna go see like a matinee or anything like that. I'm gonna pay top dollar. If it's in 3D, I'll pay. I'll buy it 3D. Laser 4K IMAX 3D. <laughs> yep. Gambit. All right. Okay. So then uh, then we had another trailer that dropped this week. Creed 2 uh, gives us a little bit more of the story of who uh, Adonis Creed is going to be going up against. We already knew from the teaser last time that it was going to be Ivan Drago's son. This one gives us a little more dramatic uh, story points, especially with Rocky being in it. So, really quickly, Aubrey, what did you think of the trailer? I don't care. <laughs> don't care one bit. Right on, right on. Aubrey, I just want to say that it has Michael B. Jordan shirtless and beefed up and running in slow motion. So, just keep that in mind. Eh. <laughs> I think we're going to have to find a guest co-host that we. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Joey, what about you, man? What did you think of the trailer? I thought it was awesome. I'm already 100% in. So mm-hmm. they just had to announce the title and I was in. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you feel that this movie is aiming a lot more towards like, you know how Rocky, like the original Rocky had like. some He's an actual movie. Yeah. Has some gravitas and, you know, mints, had some serious dramatic chops. And then like as the zoo retards <laughs> like the zoo. <laughs> yes. 
in, in each movie after that, it kind of turned more into a comic book. Did you feel like watching this trailer, they were kind of aiming in that direction that it was getting, it was turning more into like a revenge comic book type of movie? Um, I, I think that I, to me, that's awesome because I love, I love that, that arc of Rocky with part one being like an Oscar winning, like highly regarded film. And then part four being like fucking amazing. (laughs) He's running up mountains (laughs) and you know, part three with Mr. T. So I, I'm all for that arc, even with the Creed movies, because like the first one is actually a good movie. <laughs> right. Right. And if we start like going down down the slope of like, you know, he's fighting Carrot Top in like Creed three or something, I don't know who he would be fighting. Who's a popular uh, TV star he could fight? John Cena. There you go. Yeah, actually, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if 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 that's that, I I'm all in. I can't wait for Tessa Thompson to get a robot. <laughs> I I'm I'm not sure. This does feel I I really want to see how they balance this because Creed, the first Creed, was such a good movie, and it was taken seriously. This one looks like a straight up sequel to Rocky Four. It's like they jumped ahead in in like genres over one movie. So I'm I'm really I really hope they get the balance right for this movie. But it looks well, cool. I don't think anybody was clamoring for him to rematch. I don't even remember what the guy's name was from the first movie. They, if I know he's played by Tony Bellew, but I don't know who the <laughs> character's name was. Um, so I don't think anyone was clamoring for a, an actual direct sequel to the story of Creed one. They want to see more of Creed and Rocky, but they, you know, and, and the people like they want to see more of the characters, but like they, it's not like in Rocky one, you saw him lose to Apollo and now you wanted to see the rematch. Like I don't, nobody cares about what happened at the end of Creed. <laughs> That's true. Do you get that feeling though? You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? No, yeah. Yeah. That, that does make sense. Cause they didn't really hype up the other character at all. The character right. he was fighting up against. It was more about his story than the other character's story. So yeah. So yeah. On paper, this makes a hundred percent sense. I just really want them to, I don't know. I just really hope they get the balance right. That's all. That I just wanted to go more and more cheesy with each passing <laughs> movie. And then like 20 years from now, we can get the Rocky Balboa of Creed. <laughs> It'll be like 50 and come back. Michael B. Jordan, all old and gray. Like, Let's build some hurting bombs. <laughs> I will say the line that uh, Rocky says in a trailer about how Drago broke stuff in him that still uh, that was never fixed. I was like, ooh, there's like there's some weight to this. As much as Rocky Four is a comic book, this seems like a really good sequel to that comic book. You know what I mean? Well, they tried to pull that back in Rocky Five, if you remember. At right. The start of it, he's in the locker room, like suffering from like early onset Parkinson's. Yep. Yep. Like they came on instantly from. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried. They tried to walk it back, but Rocky Five is a fucking abomination. So. I don't know. It had a Mickey cameo, so you know, you gotta give it that. Did have the song Go For It on the soundtrack, which is pretty badass. <laughs> All right, let's move away from Rocky. You 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 don't get much lower than that. I yeah, I, I could talk about Rocky and boxing for days. So <laughs> All right. So uh speaking of movies that got pushed away uh, for a certain amount of time, Hellboy was supposed to be coming out in January and that one got pushed to April. Uh January is the dead zone for movies 
there's very few movies that come out in January that actually do really, really well. So the move from January to April, I think, is a good sign for Hellboy. And supposedly they're going to be releasing some uh, first images or first footage at New York Comic Con, Joey. So I want a full report about that when you get back. Uh, so what do you guys think of Hellboy being pushed from January to April? Uh, Aubrey. That's cool. <laughs> Did you see the other uh, Hellboy movies, Aubrey? No. What? <laughs> When they were big, it was I was too like young, 11. really. Yeah, yeah, I was too little to watch stuff like that when those they they came out in two thousand four. I was thirteen. I had stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll we'll put that one aside. We're not going to throw that one on the list. Oh, I just put it on the list. Oh, did so you? It's too late. Oh, I well, mean, I'll watch it eventually. Isn't it on Netflix? I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix right now. Probably. Yeah, so I'll watch it eventually. It's right. just a matter of getting around to it. All right. So, Hellboy's on a list. You just made the list! <laughs> okay, so, um, Joey, how do you feel about Hellboy being pushed from January to April? Take their time. I really want this to be good. I, I really want Neil Marshall to have a hit movie. <laughs> Sure, whatever steps they can do to give this guy a big hit. Yes, mm-hmm. he's an awesome director. And uh, I, as, as an aside, I'm not going to be able to uh, go to this panel at New York Comic Con, Mark. I'm sorry. What's no, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because Some they, hot cl- it, cosplayer is going to be out and about, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because we're in the Javits Center for the for the show, you know, walking around the floor, going right. to artist alley, all this stuff, right. All the panels that you would actually want to go to are offsite. Oh, that's so right. you have to go to the Hammerstein ballroom yep. or Madison square garden or the theater at Madison square garden. And I'm not fucking leaving and walking <laughs> all over New York city, then come back and either possibly not be able to get back into the Javits center or have to stand in a gigantic fucking line to get back in the Javits center. Mm-hmm. Once I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Fair, fair enough, dude. I remember that from last year. There was like cool panels that I wanted to go to that were they were offsite, and I didn't have the effort to like try to figure out how to get to them. Exactly, like, and it. it's just me and Derek going this year. So like, if he doesn't want to go to like the Voltron panel, I'm not gonna go walk to the fucking Hammerstein Ballroom by myself. Yeah, I hear I'll get lost. I'll end up in like Chinatown or something. Well, keep an eye out for the trailer anyway. Sometimes they do drop those things, and they'll play them all throughout the uh, the convention center. I hope so. I would like to meet Neil Marshall and just shake his hand, tell him how awesome Doomsday is. There you go. Be like the one of two people who actually liked the movie <laughs> and bought it on DVD. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so uh, in Star Wars news, Kathleen Kennedy has ex- extended her contract by three years uh, to stay stay on top of Lucasfilm. Now... Three years does not seem like a long time. It seems like the space in between like two Star Wars movies. So, you know, what could she possibly accomplish in the next three years? But I'm glad that she's still on board. I'm glad that um, the solo fiasco hasn't shifted everything around where they had to kick her out or she had to, you know, step down and someone else had to come in. So I'm glad that she's going to be at least aboard for the next phase of this Star Wars career. Uh, Are you guys excited that Kathleen Kennedy is still the boss over at Lucasfilm? Joey, uh, does this mean we get three more uh, Star Wars stories? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so no solo two or three? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I liked, uh, I loved Force Awakens. I loved Rogue One. I liked 
the last Jedi a lot. I wouldn't say I loved it, loved mm-hmm. it, but I did like it a lot. And I even thought Solo wasn't that bad. So to me, uh, it's fine. Just keep things going on the right path. Mm-hmm. I think she's doing a good job. Not a not a, a great job. Not a super fantastic job, but she's doing a, a good enough job. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Kathleen Kennedy still being on top of Lucasfilm? That's okay. Yeah, that's good. You don't have any issues with her uh, her job performance so far? Nah. Right. What about uh, if the next movie they have Rose Tico get blown out of airlock or something? It'd be kind of cool. I will call for her head. <laughs> Off of Kathleen Kennedy's head. Get her out of here. Be the first I don't mind honest. Rose as a character. It's a stupid romance that I really hated. That's what made me angry. Mm-hmm. Mark's going to put on a very unflattering jumpsuit and walk, walk <laughs> and march on, on Lucasfilm. <laughs> Oh, man. I love Rose Tico. All right. So, uh, and then in uh, speaking of movies on Netflix, uh, we are getting an American remake of Train to Busan. It's going to be produced by James Wan, uh, the guy that's going to be directing Aquaman coming up. Uh, You might know him from the Conjuring movies. And it's going to be written by the guy who wrote The Nun. And he also wrote uh, Stephen King's It that came out uh, last year. And he's going to be doing uh, It Part 2. Uh, Train to Busan is an amazing zombie movie. Uh, it's a South Korean uh, original zombie movie, and it's paced very well. It has a lot of action, a lot of really cool zombie kills, and it did make money in the U.S. It only made about $2 million, but I think this movie is, is actually one of the prime examples of what uh, a good movie that they can remake that I, I would be I would be down for. Uh, Joey, what do you think about an American version of Train to Busan? Oh, really? No. Oh. You don't think that story is strong enough that an American audience can appreciate it? Um, I think the first the actual movie is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how, what do you, how do you even make that movie because where is where is there a place where there's a train like that? Like what? There's no it's not the same. That's it's not going to be the same. <laughs> they and can they can say the just, train is anything. The train is San Francisco. It doesn't matter. It's going to be the rice aroni trolley. <laughs> Train to Boston. Doesn't matter. I just just leave it alone. It's such a good movie. Like People should just watch the actual movie. Yeah, they offered it to people to watch the actual movie, and it made $2 million. That's not bad for a fucking Korean language horror movie. That's true, but if you can take that same story point, the guy, his daughter, the zombies, and make, I don't know, $80 million? $60 million? That's better than two? Or that's just me? I guess we'll see. I, I It's not like I won't watch it, but I just... A lot of these remakes, they just don't work. Yeah. Like, I like the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder, but it certainly doesn't even... It's not even fit to carry the original's jockstrap. I mean, let's be real. Then the Day of the Dead remake is god-awful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I never saw that one. It was like direct to DVD. It's that, really that's, bad. That's why. And then there's the uh, you know the remake slash prequel to the thing that was god awful. Yeah, like, but see, all the movies you're naming are like American movies. I'm just thinking of horror movies. I'm just thinking of they're gonna take this really awesome Korean zombie movie and they're gonna make it with like Hollywood slash American sensibilities, and it's just gonna become like a nothing burger. It's gonna be it's gonna lose everything that makes it interesting and it's just gonna be a shitty like direct to red box type movie. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Aubrey, 
Are you familiar with Train to Busan at all? No. Oh, no. Hmm. Is it still on Netflix? I think it is. I meant to. I was trying to look it up before we came on, and um, I didn't get a chance to. But I think it is. Aubrey, do you watch uh, foreign movies with subtitles? No. Oh. I, don't know, I didn't even watch American movies with subtitles. <laughs> what about in, what about in anything? What about in Lord of the Rings when they start speaking Elvish? Do you just like your brain she just shows Elvish? I love it. Yeah, I have an Elvish tattoo. She's like, I don't need to read subtitles. I understand it perfectly. <laughs> Fucking hey, live that shit. <laughs> Breathe it. I was born in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Aubrey, I think this is a movie that you should give a chance to watch. It is Korean, it is subtitles, but this, again, this is, you're like the perfect example of why this movie is ripe for uh, an American remake. So, because it's a cool story, and it's a cool story that everyone should experience, even people who don't read subtitles. So, if I'm a producer, if if I'm a producer, Aubrey is my key demographic audience. Uh, so I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, there's some movies um, like Man from Nowhere, which is another amazing uh, Korean action movie. They better never make that uh, remake it as an American movie. That movie is fucking perfect as it is. It can only go downhill. That's a movie that I don't want them to fuck with. Train to Busan. I think the story elements are strong enough that you can do an American version of it and it could still, you know, no pun intended, have some bite to it. So I'm, I think it's a good idea. I'm down for it. And it's the guy who right, wrote we'll, the nut. We'll know who to blame. <laughs> <laughs> All Mark's fault. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. That's all I got. Awesome. So let's uh, tackle a listener question, and then we can talk a little bit about being excited for Venom. So we do try to answer a listener question every week on the podcast, but sometimes we run up against time constraints when recording, and uh, I just, I can't be late for work just to answer your question. Sorry, kids. But we do try. So you can send us some at uh, sowizardpodcast at yahoo.com, which is our email address, or slide into our DMs on social media and ask away. So this week, we've got a question here. Okay, this question comes from Jessica from wonderful Chickabee, Massachusetts, uh, who mentions that she's been a friend with Mark for over 20 years. What? And then says, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> perfect she wants to know if you had the honor of introducing a new generation of star wars would you have them watch a in the same order we had to which i guess would be release order b in chronological order of the story or c in some other way such as omitting terrible episodes or side stories that is a great question jessica um, Where are you going, <laughs> Jessica? <laughs> my, my buddy says says that to her all the time whenever he sees her. Um, it's actually sorry. pretty funny. Uh, it's actually pretty funny. I've been trying to convince Jessica to to listen to the show for let's see, we're in season four now, so almost four years. I'm like, hey, I do a podcast every week. You should listen to it, and she's just like, didn't care less. So I'm very glad that she's listening to it now. Thank you, Jess. I love you. The answer is you. Have a new person watch it in the order that they came out. So four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Um, because it would make sense to do it chronologically uh, to start at one. But because there's so many in jokes and references to the other movies, in order to really appreciate it, they really need to start with number four. Because 
we know for sure they're going to make four, five, and six. If they start at number one, there's a really good chance that by two, they're just going to be, this sucks, and just be out of there. <laughs> so at least we could get three, at least we can get them through the first three. So four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Uh, what about you, Aubrey? I'm with Mark. Um, you know, when I watch it with Noah, I always start with four. I don't think he's ever seen episode one, honestly. And that's not because I don't like episode one. I like episode one a lot more than I like two and three. Um, but I just, there's magic in four, five, and six and that can't be captured. It can't be captured appropriately um, if they're watched afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. Well said. The, yeah, the, the, the magic of four, five, and six will be shadowed by the graphics of one, two, and three, and, and you know, the later ones when they come out. And I think that that'll be, it, it'll be lost. So, and I always start with four. Mm, what about you, Joey? Well, as someone who's had the honor of introducing people to this great series so that I, people that I created from my own loins, um, let's see, with my daughter, we did four, five, six, then episode seven, Rogue One, eight, Solo. <laughs> Wait, so she hasn't seen one, two, and three? <laughs> she saw The Phantom Menace because we saw that in the theater when it came out in 3D. Oh, right. But I got to tell you, those movies, the prequels are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a it's a tough haul. If you're not already like invested in Star Wars, like I love Star Wars, like I love Star Wars. So I'll watch anything. Right. But I can't imagine saying to somebody, oh, you want to get into Star Wars? Here, watch these prequels. <laughs> <laughs> your first your first like introduction to Star Wars is, is episode one. And then you have to sit through Attack of the Clones. I don't think anybody would would keep watching Star Wars after that. <laughs> Seriously, it's just a lot of no. It gets better. It gets better. Trust me, it gets right. better. And they're, I'm sure they're not going to care. No. So you know, honestly, I would just go four, five, six, Rogue One, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to watch the prequels, or they want to watch Rebels, or they want to watch Clone Wars, or they want to watch um, Solo, that's great and have fun, but. You know, they don't have to. And and the thing is, you never know what somebody's gateway drug to Star Wars is going to be anyway, because for the longest time, I tried to get my son into Star Wars. <laughs> like, son, you're named after the main character <laughs> in the movie. Um, and he just didn't care. He just couldn't do it. You know, and to be fair, you know, even four, five and six being classic films, they're a little different than the types of movies they make today. Right. So, you know, they can be a little bit of a slog, but. It took uh, playing Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> on PlayStation to get him into Star Wars. So you never really know what's going to be someone's gateway into it. But that would be my my order. Just four, five, six, Rogue One, seven, eight. Awesome. And you're, you're, well, so, you're honestly, Mark, if, if you can sit down and watch A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and you still don't like Star Wars, you're never going to like Star Wars. Nah, that's true. That's very true. That's very true. Um, Your son, he loves Star Wars now, though, right? Correct. Okay. All right, to make sure that, that it worked. Very attached to the sequel characters. Oh, so he's a Rose Tico fan like me? Right. He's, yeah. He's got a very unflattering jumpsuit he wears at all times. <laughs> Does he have a romance out of nowhere? <laughs> you know, Aubrey, that's how we're going to win. You know? <laughs> 
I don't even remember what the line is because it was that bad. <laughs> you guys leave my Rolstico alone. Well, it could be worse. At least you're not an Admiral Holdo fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on there. <laughs> guys, we're at war. Here's a woman with purple hair and a prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Jessica. And uh, you want to get your question answered on the show, you can email us, sowizardpodcast.com. Or slide into our DMs on social media and ask away. We'll try to answer one every week on the show. So now it's time for the train to pull into the station, Mark. All right. So the Venom hype train is pulling into the station so let me talk a little bit about Venom and how excited we are or are not for the movie. So I know we'll start with the movie. Uh, Aubrey, we've been talking about this for 217 weeks. <laughs> On the very first episode of So Wizard Podcast, you talked about the rumored Venom movie and how excited you are. We're now a week, give or take a few days away. Are you still excited? After all the trailers and the hype and everything, are you still excited? I am still super excited. I cannot wait to actually watch this movie. I am hoping that I'm not heartbroken by the end of it. But you know what? I'm I'm sure I won't be. Awesome. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I you know I get to see some movies early. Uh, they give out screeners for certain movies, and usually the reason they give out those screeners is because they're not. 100% sure of how the audience is going to take these movies. They want to test them out so people can watch it and you know get the word of mouth out. 90% of the time that I get these screeners, they're, the movies are like garbage. They wind up coming out with bad reviews, but there's a few of them that do come out and are actually pretty good. I did get a screener for Venom, and uh, right, right from the jump, I'm like, this does not bode well for it. I'm going to hold i'm going to reserve my opinion until after i see the movie i think that the elements are there to be a good movie i'm hoping that it is interesting i uh i'm excited enough but not super excited i'm i want to believe i feel like the x files about this i want to believe this is going to be good but i'm there's so many red flags (laughs) so many red flags so we'll talk a little bit about the character aubrey what was your first exposure to venom what what made you such a huge fan of this character besides the fact that there's a naked tom hardy inside (laughs) (laughs) um so me and my brother used to watch the animated series in the 90s growing up and we would also go to the store and get the comic books and everything like that so it just was all of that exposure and and for some reason we just really loved the characters of Venom and Carnage. And that was just like a theme, a reoccurring theme growing up with, with me and him was Venom and Carnage. So that also led me to get a Venom tattoo and, and everything like that. So. Oh, awesome. I, I didn't, re- I, I forgot you have a Venom tattoo. I do. Oh my yeah, goodness. It's on my arm. Oh, so you have, <laughs> you have a lot writing on this movie. Oh my God. I do. I do. <laughs> Awesome. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I wish I can say that I used to read like the original Venom books, but I never did. That, that would be a bold lie. <laughs> uh, my The only thing I know from Venom is I, I knew of him uh, based on his popularity, 
but I never actually read like a Venom story. So my, I guess my first real uh, introduction to who the character was and what he was all about was Spider-Man three. And, you know, it looked That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> it was, you know, a black suit and kind of gooey and Eddie Brock photographer, daily bugle. I got like the essence of it, but I didn't really, there was nothing about it that really latched onto me uh, as something that I really wanted to see. But, like the design of the character is so iconic, so I do want to see. Uh, I want to see how they pull it off, but there there isn't like a real strong connection between me and the Eddie Brock Venom character at all. All right, all right, all right. Well, I uh, read the comics in real time. <laughs> oh boy! Not not even not like I didn't go back and read like a trade or download them on my phone. Like I was buying them off the stand. You know, starting with Secret Wars number eight, when uh, Spider-Man actually gets the costume and then up through all the books where you find out it's actually a symbiote and all the things could fantastic for us to take it off of him and then it escapes. And then, you know, so all that stuff leading up to uh, Venom debuting in Amazing Spider-Man 300, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I actually prefer that version of Venom without the fangs and the tongue when he just w- was like just a big hulking, scary character. Um, he was actually a pretty awful villain at the time, like a bad, bad, bad guy. Like he went and harassed Mary Jane and, and you know, I was really like scary. He was a guy that Peter had to deal with it. His, his spider sense didn't work. He couldn't detect him. And it was, it was a really awesome storyline. And then, you know, he just kept coming back more and more and more as the 90s went on and it got sillier and sillier. But yeah, I've been there since day down since day one for this. So I'm pretty excited to see what they do. But again, they're not really following the comics. So we'll see. But uh, Aubrey, as a huge Venom fan, what did you think of Spider-Man 3 and how they portrayed him in that? I thought it was awful. I'm pretty sure that's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Whoa. Yeah, I absolutely cannot stand that movie. What was so bad about it? You know, first of all, like the acting in the movie in general was horrible. Tobey Maguire had given up completely by (laughs) number three. And like, it's like emo Spider-Man versus cool Spider-Man. Oh, God. The whole thing's cringeworthy. And then... Topher Grace just had like this. He, I don't think he understand. He understood who Venom truly was. Like there, there was parts of it that I did enjoy. Like, like the part where Venom was affected by um, vibration, because that's that's true to character. But the madness aspect of um Topher Grace's portrayal I don't feel was too accurate. I mean Venom has sort of that psychological aspect to him, but I don't believe I believe that's more like I always think of Topher Grace laughing as he transforms and that just makes me feel more carnage than Venom. Um, even though it's not as homicidal as Carnage, it still was too like mentally unhinged kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Rather than um, you know, becoming in 
a merger of two different entities. You know, like Venom says, we are Venom, but it's because there's two different entities in one. Carnage is just crazy. I I actually kind of liked all of the... Well, I didn't like Spider-Man 3, but it, the Venom parts were not the aspects that I didn't like. It was the, all of the Sandman stuff. All the Sandman stuff was just horrendous. Um, and I can under... It, even though Spider-Man 3 fails as a movie, I can understand why Topher Grace got the nod to play Eddie Brock. And the emo Spider-Man or the emo Peter Parker, I did not mind that as much. You know, that it, in a comic book world, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but again, Spider-Man 3 did not stick the landing at all uh, as far as the story goes. But I didn't mind uh, Topher Grace's Eddie Brock. Venom, that whole storyline, I didn't mind that as much. That's because you didn't read the comics. That, that's true. That's very true. Someone, I it might have even been you, Joy, that told me like what actually happened in the comic books. I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. That would never make it as a movie. <laughs> that would be like a, a that that would just traumatize Spider-Man fans <laughs> as a movie. Well, I'm sad that uh, we're never going to get the whole saga, the costume, and everything. Right. Because it's just that. That's such a great like arc that that could be like two or three movies before we actually get to venom they glossed over it a lot in the spider-man 3 and we're not going to get it at all in this one but you know this was really scary like when the in the comics when the symbiote escapes from uh four freedoms plaza which is where the fantastic four lives and it's it's going to and even when peter had it too when, when he originally when he had it so he would you know go be spider-man and then he'd take it off and he'd uh, go to bed and it would like crawl across his room and go back on him and then while he was asleep it would go out and fight crime right so he would wake up and he'd be exhausted and he didn't understand why (laughs) because he just slept for eight hours but it's just like really cool creepy stuff and then then we're never going to get that so right but you got it in a comic book so you know it does exist somewhere in this world awesome in the movie in a movie too, especially I love Tom Holland, so like this would be great, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But who, who knows? You know, Feige is getting all of the the Fox characters in a couple of years, so maybe they'll do like a hard reboot and start the whole thing over again. Maybe this, maybe Venom actually won't do well at the box office. Sorry, Aubrey, and uh, Marvel's like, all right, you had your shot, Sony. Now we're just gonna do what we need to do. I think it's gonna do good at the box office, at least the first week. <laughs> I think Venom has enough of a fan base that it'll do well just based off of that. Whether it continues to do well is a question, though. All right. So what, what do we think for opening box office weekend numbers? 100 million? 75 million? I'm going to go with 57.5 million. <laughs> All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? How much do you think is going to make opening opening weekend? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 65. 65. All right. So Joey's got 57. Arby's got 65. I'm saying it's not even going to crack 50. Wow. Yeah. What are you putting at 48? I'm putting it at 49.5. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> a lot of views on the trailer. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. We'll, we'll see if that translates to butts in the seats. I, don't know. I feel like every, the more we see of the movie, the worse it looks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. It went from, oh, wow, Tom Hardy's going to be Venom in a new movie to Tom Hardy's doing an Elmer Fudd impersonation <laughs> with terrible CG in a movie where he's talking about being a turd. What? So, yeah, good times. <laughs> 
Anything else anyone wants to say about Venom before we wrap up the hype train and get ready for next week? Uh, even though I did get that advanced screening, I am not going to see it early because uh oh, okay so you're going to see it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go see it yeah i'm just not gonna go see it early because uh, i don't care enough <laughs> <laughs> aubrey you're gonna be able to go see this this week are you going to an early show or are you just gonna try to fit it in um i'm gonna fit it in wherever i can we will see see how it goes it's the kind of attitude i like in my ladies yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do my best i'll probably see it at some point this weekend coming up because I'll be in New York all week and I'm not going to the movies in New York city. So I don't want to spend $25 to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully uh, fingers crossed. It's good. So I guess we'll uh, wrap it up then with some recommendations for listeners out there. Aubrey, you spend all day staring at video games. What should the (laughs) listeners be playing right now? Uh, Assassin's Creed comes out this week, as does Forza Horizon 4. If anybody hasn't played Forza Horizon, I I got to play this one at Manager's Conference, and the graphics are absolutely phenomenal. Um, They do four seasons throughout the game, and the detail and the quality of graphics is just, it's mind-blowing. I could have stared at this game forever. It's so damn beautiful. Assassin's Creed. I haven't played too many Assassin's Creed, so I can't really recommend it in comparison. But, you know, it, I've heard good things. We'll see how it is. I've also been playing Spider-Man quite a bit and Bayonetta 2 on my Switch and everything. So that's what I got. Awesome. What about you, Mark? Uh, I have not had a chance to do anything because I've been working seven days a week uh, for the past like three weeks. And when I'm not working, I have a project that I'm working on that I'm trying to finish by the end of this month. And uh, so I haven't really had a lot of time to do to really watch anything. But what I have been doing as I've been working is listening to a podcast by Michael Rosenbaum. You might remember play Lex Luthor on Smallville for about six seasons, six, seven seasons. Uh, he has a podcast called Inside of You, and he interviews, uh, because he's he's somewhat of a celebrity, he interviews other celebrities. And uh, it's it's really funny, and it's really insightful. He talks to Dave Bautista. Uh, it was a really interesting interview. Uh, Karen Gillan, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Kristen Bell. Um, so some really good interviews. So if you you know are done listening to our podcast, and uh, you want to hear something else, check out Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Inside of You. Some good celebrity interviews. Say Karen Gillan? Yeah. Well, you had my curiosity, but <laughs> now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen to her talk for an hour in that Scottish accent. I'm like, yes, bring it. I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I will uh, suggest a couple things. Uh, obviously, New York Comic Con is coming up. Uh, as you listen to this, it'll be close to happening Thursday through Sunday. I will be there with Derek from uh, Not Another Nerdy Podcast, also known as probably one of my best friends for the last 25 years. Um, and we'll be walking around the floor. So if you happen to see us, feel free to come over and say hi. Uh, I'll probably be the guy in line to meet cosplayers. So, And uh, obviously, we'll be launching the Patreon. That's uh, coming in a few hours. So uh, it'll be up when you hear this. So if you feel like pledging some money to help out this show, go ahead and check it out at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. 
Uh, other than that, I don't really have any other recommendations. I haven't done anything last mm-hmm. week. I literally have just been sleeping, working, and mailing out things I've sold on eBay, trying to get money together for New York. So, <laughs> how's that? How's that going, dude? Not bad. Uh, not bad. I I sold uh, a bunch of stuff, so I have some spending cash for the show. Excellent. Not a ton, but you know enough. Good times. So. That's going to do it for episode number 217 of the Soul Wizard podcast. Next week, Aubrey's dreams come true. (laughs) It's time for Venom. We're going to inject some Venom into our veins. (laughs) But that's going to do it for this week. On behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I cannot wait. My body is ready. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. 216 episodes in the making. Venom, let's do this. Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week like a turd in the wind. <laughs> Good journey.